Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show with Rich and Gary. On this show, we'll be recapping the 2022 World Series between the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll be talking about the future in 2023, and the hot stove is on. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack and I'm joined as always by the man in black. And no, it's not Johnny Cash. It's the great Rich Baxter. Mr. Baxter, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon, Gary Mack. Doing great. Yep. It's uh, not Johnny Cash over here, but uh, <laughs> the man in black is correct uh, on this First podcast after the World Series that we're doing on baseball. And I'll tell you what a run it was, what a baseball season it was. And I'm itching to hear your comments about the World Series. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it was an interesting World Series. Uh, I, I do think the better team won. I had predicted that the Astros would win, but I was quite surprised. Uh, by the Philadelphia Phillies. And, and look, they gave a good account of themselves. Uh, I, I just think it the, their magic or uh, ran out. And I got to be honest, I think uh, in in game six, um, was that the Wheeler game that he started? Yes, he started game, game six. six. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, I think the mistake that Rob Thompson, and I think it cost them the World Series, was pulling Wheeler when he got in trouble in that inning. Um, he had a lead. They had two men on, yes. But, you know, a guy of Wheeler's experience and capabilities, you leave him in there and let him pitch out of the jam. He brought in the relief pitching. The bullpen was great in the playoffs, but it was shaky all year. So, um and of course, right away, I think it was Alvarado gave up uh, the two run homer and uh, the Astros never looked back after that. Uh, but I really think that was the big mistake of the World Series was uh, pulling Wheeler in that inning. And I've talked to other people and they seem to agree that uh, they thought he should have never came out of that game. But, you know, it is what it is. And they had a terrific season and, and, um, you know, they just came up two games short. And uh, I, I think we see, you know, you you get exposed after a while. And their defense um, really isn't that great. Um, the Phillies, that is. But they're hitting. They hit so well that they that's, overshadowed that's what, that. That's what Keith Hernandez said earlier that's in the season, of course. <laughs> uh, then he backpedaled. Uh, there was a press story coming out where Keith Hernandez said, oh, it wasn't, you know, they did a good job in correcting it, you know. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of egg on the face of Hernandez, though. But, yeah, they, I mean, it was a Cinderella year for the Phillies. And the crown would have been if they would have been able to pull off the world series victory. And as right. you said, that was a, a serious error on the part of the manager, Rob Thompson to come out and pull Wheeler. It was sort of like a knee jerk reaction. I think, um, you know, here's my star ACE. He's getting in trouble. You know, let me go out and help him. 
And had Alvarado uh, been able to strike out Alvarez, uh, we would have been talking about something else today, maybe. Right, right. He didn't do it. He threw a fastball right down Broadway, and it was deposited in the stands and forever changed the tide of the World Series. But the Phillies' offense struggled mightily um, after the second game. Right of the world series. They just mm-hmm. couldn't get it together. They couldn't find it. They had men on base, plenty of runners on base, but they just couldn't find that combination to bring them home. Uh, but it was an entertaining world series. The Astros winning their second world series um, title, both in the last six seasons. The last time they did, it was um, 2017, believe it or not. And mm-hmm. the first a team to clinch the World Series in their home ballpark since the 2013 Red Sox, believe it or not, snapping the longest streak of road clinches in World Series history. So that's a little bit of um, World Series uh, trivia for yeah listeners out there. But, um, you know, the, the other great thing about the World Series and playoff games like that is you never know what you're going to see at these games. And there's always firsts. There's always records being broken. And uh, that's the great thing about baseball. It's never, um, uh, you know, gathering moss, so to speak. It's always establishing yeah. new records. Uh, the only thing I I don't like about what they did now is uh, that's a cord for my headphone. Uh, uh, what I don't like is that they combine all of the postseason statistics together. You know, years ago, you used to, because you, you just had the World Series. Um, and you used to have the World Series records, you know, and and now they combine them all in and it kind of pushes a lot of those old timers and just shoved them down the list. But I don't think that's fair because they don't, they didn't play in as many postseason games. But I think Reggie Jackson has, uh, the uh you know most home runs in a postseason but mm-hmm. you know mickey mantle still has the record i believe for the most in a world series but his now his numbers look uh pitiful almost because there's so many more games and you know uh eventually you're gonna push some of these guys down and I don't think that's that's good. I, I think it was better to have separate, you know, records and and things like that, uh, just to, just for the history of the game. But that's you know, but I you know, it was a totally enjoyable playoff. I think it went off very smoothly. It was one of the best. I like the uh, wild card format with the three games, even though it didn't work well for my Mets. But I, <laughs> right. I did, I do like it. I, I think it gives a team a chance, um, even if you have to play in the other team's field. Um, that's 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 the perk for winning is for having more wins, and I don't see anything wrong with that. And I kind of like that, uh, um, and I like the no travel days for that. So. I think they if they're gonna keep this format, which I can live with. I, I, I didn't mind it at all. They moved it along. 
we had a couple of rainouts there, but they moved it along swiftly. Um, the series were, were interesting. I think I said this the last podcast. The only thing was uh, the conglomeration or, or not the conglomeration is the wrong word, but the uh, the amount of TV stations and trying to figure out where a game is. That was it was. I know it sounds stupid, during, but during the playoffs, but not during the, the playoffs, the World yes. Series, yeah. Oh yeah, the, the the World Series is just one. Um, but you know, early on, when you had you know four five te- uh, games going on with three team or whatever it was, um, the two division series going, you know, what was it on? It was on. This one, it was on that one, and FS1, the Fox. it was on TBS. It was on FS1. Uh, it was on, uh, yeah, TBS. It's just, I think it's a little bit too much. Yeah. But other than that, I, I, I thought it was a good year for baseball. I thought it was a, um, I thought the World Series had enough. It had enough action. It had some, you know, terrific plays. Um, it had uh, uh, some good pitching, some bad pitching. Uh, it had some bad defense. I mean, there was a couple of innings there. I, I think there was one inning where the uh, Phillies blew a couple of plays, and 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 then the Astros blew. Who who have a, a pretty good defensive team? They blew a couple of plays. So. You know, that's that could be pressure. That could be a lot of things. But I, I thought overall it was it was a, a good World Series. Yeah. World Series MVP, of course, was Jeremy Pena. Uh, he hit 400, 10 for 25 with uh, two doubles, a home run and three RBIs in the World Series. Uh, George, George Springer, which was the last uh, Astros player to win the World Series MVP back in 2017. He joins him there and he became the third rookie to win the world series mvp overall following the last time this happened was levon hernandez for the miami marlins or the florida marlins back then uh 1997 so that goes back a ways and of course dusty baker got his first world series victory as a manager and his third appearance in the fall classic so he had some firsts there uh, Framber Valdez was uh, phenomenal uh, for the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. He went two and zero with a one point four six ERA, with eighteen strikeouts in two games uh, starts in the World Series. So, uh, big reason why the Phillies lost there. Framber Valdez, they could not solve him. Uh, but like I said, I was not mad. I was not upset. I was happy actually that the Phillies made it to the world series and win, lose or draw. I was going to be happy at the end of it. And (laughs) what the heck I'm happy about it. You know? Uh, Yeah. Stoked for the 23 season as well. One of these things, and I think I said this in the last show that draws players to want to be on certain teams is being in the world series. You get a lot of interest from top rated players they want to jump on that bandwagon. They want to ring. So the Phillies have some interesting developments. I'm sure the Mets do as well, <laughs> as far as, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, free agents and uh, 
Why don't we talk a little Mets? Who'd they sign already? I heard they signed uh, your Diaz. Yes, they signed. They went out and they signed Edwin Diaz, which was a, a very good move because, uh, you know, it was a key spot and one of the top three guys that they had to sign or that they felt they wanted to sign. And they got it done. It was he's got a record breaking deal for a closer uh, five years, 102 million. But in the long run, it really wasn't that bad a deal. Uh, you know, he's averaging about 20 million a year uh, for a top flight closer. It's a little they they overpaid a little bit, but uh, you know what? They had to get it done and they did get it done first. And I think they're showing that they, uh, you know, um, a mean business. Uh, on the other the hand, you know, uh, Jeff McNeil won the uh, NL Silver Slugger Award for second base. So that's a big thing. He also won the batting title. So uh, they should be uh, looking to uh, uh, extend him. Uh, the number of guys, including Jacob DeGrom, have opted out of their contract for uh, next year and uh, turned down the qualifying offer. And, you know, somebody said, why, uh, why would the Mets offer after DeGrom opted out of a $32.5 million contract, why would you offer him a qualifying offer at 19 and three quarters or whatever it is? And uh, one of the reasons uh, we're talking about DeGrom is that the, now they get, if somebody else signs him, they get a draft pick. So, um you know, it, it's it's a it's a good business move there. But uh, yes, they signed Diaz, uh, picked up a uh, an option on Vogelbach, so he'll be there as well. And um, you know, they're looking at other free agents and stuff now, as are the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, five year deal for Diaz, and that that's a double edged sword sometimes with a reliever, but. You know, if they don't stay as the closer, you do have them for the five years. So right. uh, he could always, nice. you know, go into a different role with the Mets if things change down the line, of course. Um, that is a long-term deal for Diaz. Great for him. Yeah. You know, and it, it's yeah. nice money. It's not above and beyond what I thought they were going to pay him, at least. And, uh, you know, I hope the Phillies can find somebody, too, because they're going to need someone. They've been piecing together a bullpen for the last couple seasons. It's one of the reasons why they didn't win the NL East. They had 87 wins during the season, but just a few more games of that bullpen being better in the early on first two months, there would have been a 96, 97 win season possibly. Yeah. But, um, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to 23. There's a ton of free agents out there on the market. Um, the Phil's supposedly interested in Turner, Trey Turner from the Dodgers. They're interested in Alexander Bogarts from the um, Red Sox as well. And I'm sure the Mets are probably interested in those two players as well. So yeah, uh, Swanson out there, Carlos Correa out there, a ton of free agents this year. Yeah. Well, the rumor is that the Phillies are definitely going to go be looking for a shortstop. 
Uh, even though the young guy did a good job the last month of the season, but I think they want uh, a big name in there. And uh, I, I was reading today, uh, MLB uh, crack staff of people that, uh, you know, they put together a panel and they, they vote on who they think is going to go where. Um, they're picking the Phillies to get to Trey Turner. So uh, that would be interesting. He is good friends with, with Harper and wants to play with him again. So, uh, you know, if the money's right, I guess uh, there's a good chance that Trey Turner will be a Philly. And uh, he wants to come back to the East Coast. And, uh, you know, I mean, he could end up with the Mets. And, and, and uh, but the Mets really don't need a shortstop. So if he wants to play shortstop, coming to the Mets, he'll probably play second base if he came. But, um, yeah, the Mets are looking at at uh, Andrew Heaney and and a couple of the other t- Carlos Rodon top pictures. Uh, they seem the experts seem to think that they're going to lose the Grom, and he'll go to Texas. And uh, um, you know, uh, I can't see uh, paying him a lot more than he was making. He was making thirty two. He would have got thirty two and a half million this year. Uh, but he's been injured a lot the last two years. So do you want to give him another three-year contract at $40 million plus? I no. don't know. I don't take the chance. Um, personally, I think they need a bat. I think the World Series showed us that they kept pulling these pitches out at five, six innings anyway. So if you can get a, a competent pitcher that can go five or six solid innings, um, you know, uh, they have a, a, a Scherzer to be their stopper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just got to get somebody else in there. I mean, it's just uh, I, starting pitching doesn't seem to be that important anymore in the game. And I would concentrate more on a bullpen and, and the offense. Uh, but we'll see. You know, there's a lot of teams. Uh, personally, I'd love to see him go get Judge the Mets, but I, I really think uh, Aaron Judge is going to stay with the with the Yankees in the long run. Um, so many guys, as you said, though Swanson and Correa opted out of his contract. Uh, a lot of shortstops, a lot of good shortstops out there, Turner. Uh, so we'll see how it's all going to shake out. It, it is going to be an interesting time. Yeah. Uh, Turner and um, Dansby Swanson, I believe, are both like around the same age, 29, yeah. 30. They're in the prime of their careers. I wouldn't mind either one of them. I was tweeting out on my Fight and Phillies uh, Twitter handle that, you know, Swanson is actually a very good player all around, but, mm-hmm. you know, of course I heard from the Turner fans, they overshouted that and said, Turner's much better. So, you know, I just face Swanson so much with the Phillies and I'm sure you do as a Met, he, he kills the Phillies. So I'd like well, him to be on the Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. And uh same thing with Turner, Turner kills the Mets. Yeah. And and Swanson was killing the Mets. So I hope Swanson goes in the American League. Uh Turner, I hope he don't go to the Phillies. <laughs> yeah. He he's a killer to the Mets. And uh, you know, but 
like it says, it is what it is. You got to play the games and, and you go out there and you play, you know. Um, it's going to be a good, it's going to be an interesting winter for, for us personally, I think, because both of our teams had decent years. Those you guys made the World Series. We didn't. We still had a good season. Um, but it, you know, the playoffs exposed a lot of uh, our weaknesses and, and the world series exposed some of the weaknesses of the Philly. So, and you uh, know, going on that theme, I think once the playoffs starts, you have to have all teams on an equal footing and it's just the team that's playing the best at that particular point in time. That's going to keep on going. In my opinion, the Phillies, you know, didn't necessarily wrap up their regular season as a powerhouse. They limped into the playoffs, to be honest with you. They yeah. were not doing well at all. But then when the playoffs came, you know, the talk from Rob Thompson to players, hey, we need 12 wins, guys, and we're going to be World Series winners or whatever it was at the time, yeah. 16 games, whatever. Um, but he had that talk with them in the, in the clubhouse, and it was like, hey, this is doable. You know, and they just happened to fire off at the right time in the playoffs. So the Yankees blew it. The Dodgers blew it. The Mets didn't do well. A lot of powerhouse teams that had great seasons didn't do well in the playoff time. And that's that's key. You have to just be there and be ready to excel during the playoffs. And that's what the Phillies did. That's how they made it into the World Series. Yeah. And and you have to wonder whether or not the uh the uh, buy uh, hurt the Dodgers because the Padres kept playing. They beat the Mets, yeah. of course, and then they went in and they beat the Dodgers. And uh, you know, and did the buy hurt Atlanta? Yeah, because Atlanta was red hot at the end of the year. I think, and then I think by the time the Phillies throws a bucket of water on a team that by you know it, five it days or four days, you know you yeah. get get a tremendous amount of rest rust so to speak and a team that's playing hot has already cooled down but you know give the phillies credit i mean they beat two division winners too i mean it wasn't like they had you know i heard some people say yeah well the padres knocked off the dodges so uh you know it made it easier well yeah that's okay but they had to beat the cardinals who won their division and they beat Atlanta who won the Eastern division. So, you know, you can't discredit that at all. They did what they had. They can't help it that the Padres. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they're glad the Padres beat the Dodgers. They were much happier. Uh, I'm sure to face the uh, Padres than the Dodgers in that, that championship series. But it's not the Phillies fault. They played and beat whoever was in front of them. Uh, and as you said, they just kind of ran out of gas or their luck yeah. ran out or whatever you want to say. But you know what? I don't care if people say you're lucky. You need luck to get that far. Yeah. You and have to you know, have certain breaks. Certain yes. breaks. Yes. Uh, the Phillies had the luck. Game six. I was disappointed with what I saw from the Phillies. The cold third strikes were driving me crazy. Of course, I wasn't yeah. upset in the end, but just the game 
cadence. It was like, hey, this is game six, guys. You have to win. Your back's up against the wall. Never watch a third strike. I don't care if you swing and look like Castellanos every time, but they were taking that third strike. They had 71 strikeouts during the World Series. They set a new record. Um, 71 times they struck out. And that sixth game, I don't I haven't done the research on how many strikeouts they have, but I could count five watched called third strikes. And that's a pet peeve of mine. Don't watch a called third strike. Bun if you have to, break your bat, do whatever you have to do, but don't watch a third called strike. The guy's throwing them right down the middle. Put the ball in play. Exactly. Put the bat on the ball. Don't stand there with the, the bat up in your and watch a ball come in. You you can tell a strike. I mean, these guys are professionals. That I don't know what they were looking at. It was almost like we we give up. We wave a white flag. We're done. You know, yeah. that's what it looked like to me. And I have to rewatch that game. But I, during the game, I was like a little bit perturbed with that. Well, I think you know that's the big perturbedness, if that's a word, <laughs> <laughs> that we've both had for a number of years. Uh, and that's that, that they, you know, when, especially when they said that the, uh, you know, strikeouts don't matter. Of course they do. Yeah. If you put the ball in play any, and, and they proved that in the series, there was a, a, a easy ground ball that, uh, I, I wanted I think the third Reese, baseman, Reese Hoskins, maybe uh, yeah, yeah. Hoskins dropped the okay. ball At on first. a throw. Yeah. If that guy struck out, they wouldn't have been that throw. It would have been out of the inning. <laughs> it, it, it's just the stupidest thing for anybody to say that the strikeouts don't matter. It's much better to put the ball in play because you don't know what will happen. And, yeah. and you know, contact is important. But I think the, uh, I think the, uh, game is getting is evolving back to that yeah i think that the analytics of it uh you know uh i i think they're kind of working in more analytics but you know pushing out some of the most extreme things like that uh as we go along and by the way um you know, we, we talked a little about the uh, Mets signing Diaz. The uh, Astros just signed uh, Rafael Montero, their uh, uh, relief pitcher, and to a three-year deal. And the uh, Padres signed Robert Suarez, uh, one of their relief pitchers, to a. Th- uh, I don't don't know how long his deal is, but so it just uh, it seems like the first signings are. Um, bullpen help. So that's, that's an interesting thing to look at. Yeah, for sure. Um, five year deal there, $46 million as I'm reading it here, guaranteed allows them to opt out. A lot of these players, as you said earlier, are having these opt out type of, um, clauses put into their contract. He can opt out after 25 seasons. So if he does well, you know, just like DeGrom, but I share your opinion with DeGrom to get back to that. You'd have to be crazy to be an MLB team and, and pay him $40 million a year for three years. I mean, you, you really would uh, at, at his age. Uh, I can't believe he opted out of his contract. That's a little, uh, 
<laughs> to me, that's a little strange, but 30 and 32 and a half million dollars. I think he passed on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it'll backfire on him, but I, I don't see too many teams rushing out to um, clamor over him. Well, you know, there probably will be one that's going to take the chance. Um, just because that, uh, they need pitching and, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of shame in a way. Cause he, he probably, when he's healthy, he's probably the best pitcher in baseball, but these past two seasons, he struggled with his health and uh, it just, um, that's the only reason, look, I would pay him the, the 40 million had he had complete seasons. But mm-hmm. and and two years in a row he missed a lot of time. So I I I can't if he leaves, I'm not gonna be heartbroken over it. Um uh, because I don't first off, I think it's kind of a uh like you said, I, I think with the uh the opting out of his contract, I think that's kind of a little rude in a way. Yes, he has the clause. You know, after not playing or playing very little for the last two years and then opt out of a contract. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, I can understand. uh, And it's not chicken feed he's opting out of. No, I mean, I could see like a Verland if he opted out. Well, he only had a one year deal he came back on. But, you know, with the year he had, you could see him opting out of a contract or something, you know, somebody with a big year. Uh, but to have uh, 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 not the season, uh, to miss half of the season, and then the struggle in the playoffs, you know, um, not a good sign. It kind of turned me off a little bit, to be honest with you. Now, but, to get to get over to another pitcher that the Mets have real quick, uh, very surprised that the Mets didn't make the qualifying offer for Taewon Walker. Because I thought he was a beast watching from a Phillies fan perspective um, about the Mets. I I never wanted to face Taewon Walker. Well, I, I think going in that direction, I think he made $6 million this year. They didn't think he was a $20 million a year pitcher. That's what that all comes down to. I think they figured he was maybe a $10 million a year Uh you know, after the years that he had. So uh, he declined a seven and a half million dollar option. Maybe he did that thinking that they would give him a qualifying offer, but I don't think uh, I, I, I believe that they felt that if they offered him the qualifying offer, he would take it. And I don't think they think he's worth that kind of money. Yeah. That. Like I said, maybe 10 million bucks a year, you know, uh, or, or, you know, three uh, years for 31 million, 32, something like that, but not 19. And that that's really the reason I think they, they uh, turned it down or uh, they didn't offer it. Now, they, they did uh, take the option on Carlos Carrasco. Who had a very good year, but was a little wasn't dominating. Uh, but he had a good year for the Mets, um, fourteen million dollar option. But it really only worked out 
to 11 million because they had a $3 million buyout. So it was worth it for them to uh, pick him up, um, you know, uh, and, and he, I think he approved the op. He didn't have a, it was a team option. I'm sorry. So he'll be back. So um, there's that, but there's a lot of, a, a lot of mechanics involved, you know, that go beyond um, what we think is right or wrong or, or what they're going to do. But um, now we're in the, in the uh, silly season though, Rich, we've got all the awards going on and, and we had the gold glove I think uh, is it this week we're going to have the uh, manager of the year awards announced, yeah. and uh, I see the Phillies got had the Real Mutos having a good postseason so far. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, collected a few uh, a silver slugger, a gold glove. Um, yeah, and as you said, yeah, there's all kinds of um, awards coming up this week here. Um, going to be announced on MLB Network, usually about 6 p.m. Eastern. So if you're uh, available to check that out live, you can see the NL Most Valuable Player and the AL. Uh, November 17th, they'll be announced live. And over the Cy Youngs will be announced live on the MLB Network at 6 p.m. November 16th, um, both the American League and the National League. Rookie of the Year will be um, on November 14th, 6 p.m. again, all time 6 p.m. Manager of the Year will be the 15th right there on MLB Network. So, yeah, a lot of top awards coming up. We've seen a couple already. Um, Hank Aaron Award winner, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, pretty cool there. And uh, Aaron Judge picked up the AL version of the Hank Aaron Award. and. Justin Turner, a guy that the Dodgers just released or didn't re-sign, uh, named the winner, of course, of the Roberto Clemente Award. So uh, love those award seasons, Gary. And now with the Phillies being in World Series, the, the shortened off season for us, it's going to seem like a sprint to the start of 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what happens. And uh, we should see... Um... You know, we should see a lot of action starting up, uh, I guess, soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they We just had the general manager's uh, meetings. They wrapped up, and, uh, you know, people start uh, feeding the, laying the groundwork uh, for it. And then the next uh, season, yeah. We'll have the uh, baseball meetings. I'm not sure what the date is. Trying to look it up. We usually have all these dates uh, here. Um, But, yeah, there's there's a ton of off-season business that the MLB goes through. Uh, Executive of the uh, year awards for them. Uh, Baseball writers awards finalists. Um, all kinds of awards, silver sluggers, of course, we heard about those and, uh, rookie of the year will be Monday from the baseball writers announced on MLB network again, 6 PM Monday, November 14th. So yeah, ton of 
announcements this coming week. Uh, if you're listening to our show and this isn't six months old, by the time you're listening, uh, you'll hear all these great awards and we'll bring them all to you on our next program. And Gary, I don't know if you know it or not, but baseball talk radios got its 24 hour a day, seven day feed, the radio feed now back live oh. streaming across the world and the country, of course, for all the listeners. So you can listen at any time. Yep. You can jump on right on there. Wow. Yeah. That's and, terrific. And I'm still tweaking it, you know, in the two years, three years have gone by that I hadn't had the live stream. My skills of coding <laughs> have eroded <laughs> a little bit. And I was, I was trying to go to the memory banks a little bit on how I did certain things and stream things and, you know, HTML5 and anybody that does coding, everything changes a little bit over the years. So still a work in progress, but I do have it up. Tinker with it a little bit and you'll get it to play. Um, but yeah, that's back. And Oh, that's terrific. And, and uh, just in time for the off season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get it for the World Series, but it just all the circumstance of the Phillies being in the World Series, I was too busy to get it done. But well, you uh, got a little preoccupied there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little things to watch and do. But stay with us all off season. We got a ton of um, stuff we're planning to do here on the podcast, on the Baseball Talk Radio Show. We have the YouTube channel. Check that out. And uh, we're going to have our own handle on that because YouTube's going to personalize handles. Uh, Twitter, we're on Twitter as well. So check it out. Hit the like and subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Share it with your friends. And if you listen to our audio podcast, remember to hit subscribe on that so you get all of our shows. And send us an email if you have some things you want to talk about with us. You can send it to Gary at BaseballTalkRadio.com or myself, Rich, at BaseballTalkRadio.com. We'll be glad to mention it on a show or get back to you. So uh, great show, Gary. Uh, so happy here in the baseball off season and every day is a new day. And yeah. And I, I think it's going to be a busy off season. I don't think it's going to be a quiet one. So uh, hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about as we move on through the long, cold, dank winter <laughs> uh, months, which uh, hasn't been so bad already, but it hasn't still I'm fall. I'm still wearing shorts, so uh, okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, though a little chilly at night, but you know <laughs> that's okay. Uh, but yeah, it, it should be an interesting year to see uh, what holes every team, uh, including our own teams, fill and uh, can get done. And uh, uh, baseball meetings, I think, are December fourth to the seventh. I saw. So uh, that'll be a big thing, too. That's when some action uh, takes place. So we'll just sit back and relax and, and wait and see what happens. Yes, we will. And we'll bring you uh, the award winners next podcast. And we'll talk some more hot stove baseball. I'm sure everyone have a great baseball offseason. Don't forget, we're going all year round. So stop in and listen. And Gary, you have a great week as well. And you do too. We'll see you next time.